Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. upon your face as if there's nothing wrong think about the good time had a long time ago think about talking about your worries and your woes walking in the sunshine saying a little sunshine song Walking in sunshine at 9.09 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. Sunshine. I, th- I think there might be sunshine outside. Uh, it's supposed to be sunny as the day goes on. Maybe some clouds in the morning, and we might see some clouds on off throughout the day. But it's going to be a nice day, uh, 70-ish or so, maybe a couple degrees into the 70s. All of that's going to be fine. Uh, tomorrow, pretty much the same thing. Uh, but then Saturday, Sunday, and into the beginning of next week, we're looking for rain. I think Saturday in particular, it's going to be rainy and stormy. Uh, and no, not not the guy that works with Jerry. I don't, not not that stormy. No, it's gonna be rainy and stormy, and uh, and and uh, almost a washout to use uh, Adam's phrase on uh, Saturday. And the rain will be here on Sunday as well. Um, thanks to Rick Healy and uh, Sarah Wood for coming in to join us. The manager and the mayor from Miles. Uh, that's a good show. I have a good time with them. You know what, Howard? I was sitting here listening, and uh, I have an appointment at eleven o'clock. Very serious, important <laughs> uh, get together. Someone coming to my house, or I. As soon as we get done here, I'd head to Moundsville. Is what, what I'm getting at. <laughs> I just want to go to Moundsville. It's going to be a gorgeous day. You know, we, we've been very, very lucky. We, we ain't going to have too many more days like this left. Right. I just want to go down and hang out down in Moundsville. Just walk around, get something to eat, go in here, shop a little bit, and it's the perfect town for that. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm almost with you. Uh, I just want to go get something to eat. <laughs> I just, and I'm like you. I've got an, a noon appointment, so I got. I'm here at the building for the next couple of hours, uh, which okay, but. Um, <laughs> By the time we're both on and off the air, we start talking about places to go eat in Moundsville. And, you know, uh, uh, Rick did not get to offer his dream. I asked people what asked Rick and Sarah, what were they writing in their dream book for the future? And Sarah told us a bit of hers. Uh, Rick. And by the way, I think Rick's it's a, he's what he would love to do is if he won the lottery, if he won that one three quarter billion dollars, he would invest into a complete renovation of Jefferson Avenue. Uh, improve the buildings, improve the retail fronts, find uh, new businesses to come into town. And in particular, as he said, he'd like to see a new eatery there. And as I said, I'd like to see a new eatery anywhere. <laughs> and uh, there is a new eatery there, and they are, are, are partners with us, sponsors of the John Marshall football. That's Nana's Pizza, Howard. And I, when you were talking to Rick, I kept thinking of, of them. So uh, Nana's, uh, Rick and his wife went to Nana's uh, one day this last week. I know that because he posted a picture of the pizza that he had. And, man, it looked good. It yes. It looked good. So, yeah, we have, we and the uh, you've been down to Moundsville doing some work down there, but uh, the two of us have not been down there for. And Rick invited us. We need to go. We need to go eat. <laughs> but man, I I may have to ask Steve from St. C to do a uh, a dash before. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> before noon, because I am just uh, I am just hungry as all get out. All right, where are we here? At nine twelve, twelve minutes after the hour here. On the on the Watchdog Morning Show, um, a quick a couple of quick national stories. Just want to get into for a second. Um, Steve Scalise from Louisiana won the Republican caucus's vote 
for Speaker of the House. Now, be careful about that. It's not that he, be, he was elected Speaker of the House. The Republican caucus chose to put him as the guy they will nominate. But you remember, we went through this beginning of the year, Bob, how many, what, five days, 47 votes, something like that, before Kef McCarthy was actually put into office. And there is some concern that this could, could happen again. Scalise beat Jim Jordan. And Jim Jordan, and by, by the way, thank God for that. Jordan is a, wow. Uh, Scalise is a very far right as well, but at least he's not Jim Jordan. So Scalise will be the GOP caucus's nominee, but that does not guarantee he's going to win the uh, speakership. Let me ask you a dumb question. Is there any chance that Mr. McCarthy, they say, ah, you know what, he, I, he, I know, was, he wasn't too bad a guy. I know where you're going, and I think the answer is yes. I, I, no, you can he, see that play out. I, I see that as a possibility. It's down here on the list somewhere, but I absolutely see that as a possibility. He, he has... He had said he would not run for speaker again, and he didn't in the GOP caucus. He did not put his name in the ring, in the whatever, hat, whatever. But um, if they go through a couple of, of votes and they can't get a consensus, I could see somebody, he wouldn't throw himself in, I could see somebody nominating Kevin McCarthy and saying, you know, really wasn't as bad as we thought. <laughs> Not a bad guy. <laughs> wasn't as bad as we as bad as we thought. So, but you're going to have the same problem that uh, McCarthy had. Whether it's McCarthy perhaps to be renominated I, again, that's a possibility. It's not great, but I think it's there. Uh, Scalise, Jordan, uh, some. You're going to have, as we had the last time, other people nominated. You're going to have that far right group, the one that didn't want McCarthy, that finally agreed to McCarthy only after he bowed down and kissed their, let's just say their butts. Um, they're going to they're going to be demanding from whoever is the next nominee concessions as well. Howard, now our representatives aren't as well known as our senators. At least that seems to be the case that's to me. The case, yeah. There's nobody that's been there a long time. There's nobody that has respect on both sides of the aisle where somebody could say, well. There's Joe. Let's let Joe do it because we all like Joe, and Joe's been here for a long, long time. Well, certainly nobody from West Virginia, but um, I mean, we got Carol Miller and, and Alex Mooney. I mean, I used to know uh, what was the guy from uh, from Boston uh, used to battle with uh, with Reagan all the time. Tip O'Neill. Tip O'Neill. Okay, everybody knew his yeah, name. Yeah. There's nobody like that that has that kind of personality. Now, let's let's talk about what names do we know uh, on sort of a national level uh, who are members of the U.S. House. They're the loons. We know Marjorie Taylor Greene. We know Lauren Boebert. We, we know the loons. They're the ones who get all the publicity and attention now. So is the answer to your question is, I don't know. You know, is there a compromise, reasonable? But the, but the, the problem is this group of this handful of far-right Republicans will stymie anything that sounds like they're moderate. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and that's the right answer. Find somebody that is likable, is liked across the aisle, has the ability to pull things together as a caucus and as a, as a, as a house, um, and move forward. But look, what, what was it that, that actually led to the final ending of Kevin McCarthy? Why, he agreed to a bipartisan compromise deal to keep the government open. We cannot have that. 
Only a, only a small group of people felt that. But they seem to have turned on that small group, haven't they? No, I haven't heard have. as much, but I would have kind of like tarred and feathered them, say, get out of here. You're not welcome here. I know you can't do that, but uh, it seems like the dust has settled a little bit. I'm just surprised there isn't somebody. And that, I, I think that says a lot about us as a country. You know, there's nobody coming up through the ranks. There's no, there's that superstar. Where, where are they, Howard? Where, uh, they're Cong not there. Yeah, Congress is not like it used to be. Uh, one of the reasons is you don't have people staying as long. You know, just here in West Virginia, we had for such a long period of time, and I know people say, we wanted those Democrats out. But, you know, we had Ray Hall, we had Mollahan, and we had Mollahan again. Um, we, we had people in office that were known and respected because they've been there. People got to recognize them. Now we got Mooney and Miller. Um, Carol Miller is, in my opinion, just a non-entity. Uh, although she's on Hoppy's show. Uh, today, as a matter of fact, and it seems like Hoppy's, I don't know, what is she thinking about running for something else? Because she's been on with Hoppy quite a good bit lately. Um, and then we got Mooney, you know, uh, who probably is about to wrap up his West Virginia career here by uh, election time next year. So I don't know. Uh, from Bob Nay, I got this this morning. Hello. Uh, speaking about the House Speakership. They did two of the three things I told you they were going to do. Nominated Scalise over Jordan, which they did. Got a consensus that the loser will support the winner. And Jim Jordan said, yes, he will support Scalise. In fact, Jim Jordan said he would actually nominate Scalise to make that point. And Bob says, Bob Nay says, most will do this except for maybe one or two member. But they did not change the one member can vacate the speaker rule, which he says is a pretty big deal. Uh, and it is. And that's what that's what killed McCarthy. Well, I shouldn't say killed. That's what uh, lost McCarthy a speakership. This idea that one member can say, I now move that we take a vote to kick the speaker out. I mean, anybody can do it anytime at all. That was just the, but McCarthy agreed to it. So where do we go? I, I, I don't know. And you know what? Maybe all of what I'm talking about here is wrong. Maybe it will all work itself out. Maybe uh, the GOP caucus has been able to, will be able to convince those uh, handful of right-wingers that, that just wouldn't do it for McCarthy. Uh, to, to go along with Steve Scalise. Maybe they'll see the right thing. I'm not putting money down on that, but, but, uh, but, but maybe they will. And how is this jamming things up? Now, we all know what happened in Israel, and, yes. and, and we're, there's going to be backing, but can they do anything significant? They cannot do anything. They are operating with a speaker pro tem who has very limited ability. They can't, no legislation can move until they get a speaker. That's the rules of the House. So until they get a new speaker, nothing's going to happen. I would suspect, and most people are suggesting, that there will be a request from the administration for money for Israel or for support of Israel, you know, whatever kind of support that may take. It can't be voted on. It, it can't even be introduced. Nothing, it, nothing can happen. The speaker pro tem I, can do like two things. He can call for, I guess he can call for a motion. I don't know. He can do one or two things. He can do nothing. No legislation can move forward. And again, I'm a doomsdayer, I guess, because I just I can't get the visions out of my head that I've been 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 watching day after day of, of what happened and, and thinking, could that happen here? And, and probably not. But who knows? And I just I'm a firm believer in not dropping your guard, Howard. And if the world is watching our politics, it's a friggin' mess. I mean, if, and if something happened, how would we make decisions? I know we still have the president. He's he's our commander. But there's but you still need Congress, there right? Are certain things he can't do 
um, again, I'm sure the administration, Biden and his administration, will ask for, they're going to need money for to deal, however we choose to deal with Israel, they're going to need money for that. And they can request it, but it's going to sit in a piece of paper on the table until... Tell us a speaker. We got a we got a war in Ukraine. We got a war in the, in the mid mid east. Uh, look, how do we know this isn't the beginning of something bigger than we can can imagine here, Howard? I just don't think this is a time to let your guard down. I think we should be ready in all areas. Well, we're not ready. It's not just um, this current situation. No speaker in the house. We have no ambassador. They have not yet. Biden is nominated, and yet they have not acted on appointing the ambassador to Israel, so we don't have an ambassador. Um, it's a mess. And and the rest of the world is turning and looking at us and going, what the hell is going on over there? And if you hear some of the leaders in Jerusalem, they say that's exactly why it happened, because we let our guard down. We, we, you know, we, we got soft. And that was the point that Hoppy made on this show yesterday and in the commentary that he wrote uh, yesterday as well at WVMetroNews.com. Hoppy says, you know, the, what happened in Israel was they spent so much time fighting among themselves, dividing their government as we are here. You know, for us, it's Republican versus Democrat. For them, it's the, you know, the conservative movement against others. They spent so much time in that internal, they, they weren't looking at the big picture. They weren't looking at the big picture. And that's where we're at right now. Right too. now we are. And, and if you're a country out there and if you think a conflict with the United States is unavoidable, I'm thinking, you're, man, right now might be the time to do it. Yeah, it, absolutely. 922, so we're, we'll play this out. We'll see what happens um, uh, over the next day or two. I don't, there, I, there could be a vote called today for the speakership. I haven't checked on that during the morning this morning, but that's possible. Uh, and, again, I might be wrong. They might be able to pull those uh, objecting right-wing members into the fold and it would be a smart thing to do. It'd be a smart thing for everybody to say, "Look, let's just we got to we got to get this we got to get this business moving." Um, Scalise was the, but again, they had a, they had a fight even among themselves, Scalise or Jordan. Scalise won, but uh, I don't know. And what's what's goofy Matt Gates going to do? You know, he's he's out there crazy. I said earlier that um, to your question, Bob, why are there no or are there any um, prominent? members of the Congress that can be respected enough by both sides to be a speaker that will pull people together. And I said the problem is it's only the loons who get attention. Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the crazy ones. i got a text here, though. Loons on both sides getting the attention? That's the media's fault. That's right. We, we focus on anymore. We focus on the crazies. And we don't talk at all. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you the last time we had a policy discussion on this show of any great substance. Because crazy sells, Howard. That's exactly right. No, you, you ding, 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 ding. Give the boy a Dewey button. I mean, uh, yeah, crazy sells. We like the loons. Because we both know that there's a little old uh, elderly man or woman that's been in Congress for a while, and we've never known their name, and we probably will never know their name, and they could stick a microphone in front of their face, but it's not a good story what they're going to say. Exactly. Right. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene is, A, she's good looking, and B, she's crazy. Controversial. Yeah, and when she, when she opens her mouth, it's like, whoa, whoa, what came out there? Um, and that's what we, and I have to, I, listen, I'm as... I'm not as guilty only because I don't spend a lot of time talking about those national issues, but I, to the extent that I do, I'm as guilty as anybody else. 
And by the way, who sent me that note about the media's fault? John McCabe. I think John and I both sometimes forget we are the, we are the media. 925, 25 after the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. It's a Thursday. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. Don't just listen. Be part of all of our shows. Use the Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Call or text us at 304-214-1600. The Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Your direct connection to the watchdog. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes, offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff, providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services, and equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Is anybody going to San Antonio or Phoenix, Arizona? Any place is all right as long as I can forget I've ever known yeah, 928, 28 past the hour here. Watchdog Morning Show, 53, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 47 at the Highlands, 47 in Elm Grove in my backyard, and 51 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Uh, Elon Omar, who was um, a member of the House and is um, one of what they call the squad, the far right, uh, no, I'm sorry, far left progressive group, uh, has condemned Israel's response to Hamas and says Israel should be working for a negotiated peace. Um, now, Omar, herself a Muslim, has been a longtime critic of Israel and advocating for the Palestinians. Uh, she talked about the hardships of people who live in Gaza. Uh, she says Israel has uh, created an apartheid state uh, in Gaza. Uh, and 
some of this is true. Some of this is true. Some of this is true. Israel bears some responsibility to some extent for the conditions in Gaza, to some extent. But two things I want to say here. Number one, we talked about this earlier. Um, who was it who drew the distinction for us this week? Anyways, um, there's a difference between the Palestinian people and Hamas. Hamas is a violent group. Hamas is a terrorist group. They're not the Palestinian people. So attacking Hamas is not attacking the Palestinian people any more than attacking uh, Osama bin Laden was attacking all Muslims. It was not, not, was not the case. And the idea of a negotiation, listen, Howard, I think, I think we should have a negotiated peace. Well, okay, yeah, I mean, I, who can argue with those two words, a negotiated peace? But not right now. <laughs> not right now. And Howard, I've been torturing myself. Like I, I tell you every day, I, I get home and I watch it, and I watch it over and over. And I asked myself this last night. I said, uh, could you ever see yourself behaving like that, meaning killing children? Oh, okay. And I said, yes, I could. If they did that to my children, if I lived across the border and that was happening there, yes, that would be a terrible thing. But I believe in an eye for an eye. Yes, if someone did that to my family, I think I could retaliate that way, Howard. And that's a terrible thing to say. I, I have a hard time killing children, but I hear what you're saying. And I do believe that Israel's response, and we always hear these words in military terms, but it's a proportional response. You cannot allow this kind of brutal attack on civilians and citizens and, and kidnapping kids and killing families. You cannot just say, well, let's sit down and talk about it now. You can't do that. And clearly Israel's not doing that. Now, it opens the door to dangerous things, as you said earlier, Bob. We've already got a war between Russia and the Ukraine going on, and now we've got clearly it is a war. I think it's been essentially a declared war in the Middle East. Will it stay contained? Will it be between Hamas and Israel? Will it grow? We've got, I mean, it's serious problems. But Israel has no choice. You cannot allow it to stand. You have to respond with the same kind of, I'd say, violence. You've you got to do it. I saw a woman uh, on ABC, I think it was, this morning. Uh, her, one of her kids has been kidnapped, and they've been showing pictures of the kidnapped kid. And she says, and boy, I would agree with that. She says, um, well, I can't watch that. I can't watch my, my own child in captivity there. Yeah, I, would, I, I couldn't either. You talk about torture. I mean, that would be nothing worse than that. And Howard, I, I brought up earlier in the week about the examples of early life in the 1860s, 1870s. The the, well, and the Comanches, Comanches were, were the worst yeah. because they would come in town and they would do exactly what happened this past weekend. But you know why? Because that's what happened to them. You know, uh, troops came into their villages and killed everybody. So they figured, okay, what's good for you is good for me. So, I, yes, I could see being pushed to that point, but you would have to kill my children. And, you know, you're, the problem is it is always this cycle of violence. I attack you because someone attacked me, and you attacked me because someone attacked you, and, 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 and on and on it goes. And in the great scheme of things, if I was a philosophical a philosophy professor at Cambridge, 
I would say we've got to break this cycle of violence. As a human being, I would say we have to break this cycle of violence tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. After we deal with responding to what happened in Hamas. And they did that here, Howard. They wiped the Comanches out, and then the, the ones that was left, they put them on a reservation. That was the answer. They wiped them out. I just, um, Omar is, she's always been controversial, and this will give to the right wing a real chance to pick on the squad again, and I can't blame them. Um, she's, she's being very disingenuous, is a word I've used a couple times this morning. She's very disingenuous in saying that uh, Israel has been bad to the Palestinians. And again, there's an argument to be made there. As I said to Hoppy uh, yesterday, if some of the tweets I was reading this week had been written last week, I'd be paying more attention to them because there has been some bad treatment by, of the Palestinian people in Gaza by Israel. But I, I can't tolerate but not today. The conversation is no longer the same conversation. And Howard, thousands of years, uh, thousands of years. I mean, the Comanche didn't have a problem with the white man until the white man showed up. But but this squabble between the Jews and everybody else over there has been going on for, for the beginning of time. 934, 26 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A couple of statewide political issues I want to get to in a minute or two. And again, I don't know why. I don't know. I do not know why I read the comments on social media. The things that you think, how can anybody complain about? Son of a gun, they complain about. I'll give you one example coming up as the Watchdog Morning Show continues with the news. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 12th. Some continuing coverage this morning. The trial of Garson Taylor, the ex-fire chief of Benwood, is drawing the eyes of the entire Ohio Valley. The jury selection took a whole day, leaving 12 jurors out of 75 candidates. The selected jurors took their oaths and went back to their homes. The jury will be back in court this morning at 9 a.m. Taylor faces five charges, including endangering others recklessly, choking someone, assaulting a family member, escaping in a car, and resisting arrest. Back in April, 7 News was on the scene of Taylor's long-hour standoff with police after ignoring their order to halt. His wife had a bloodied face and neck bruises. Police say Taylor had a bulletproof vest, helmet, and many guns and bullets. And 7 News is your local election headquarters. Early voting has begun for the upcoming general election in Ohio, where two statewide issues will be on the ballot. Issue 1 is a constitutional amendment that would enshrine abortion access and other reproductive rights into the state constitution. And Issue 2 is a proposed statute that would legalize marijuana for adults 21 years old and older. Absentee ballot requests must be submitted by October 31st. Early in-person voting goes until 5 p.m. on November 5th. You will need a photo ID to vote in this election. And a bill that proponents say would preserve the Second Amendment in Ohio is moving forward in the Ohio House. The Second Amendment Preservation Act was revised for the 12th time at a hearing on Tuesday. The bill would prohibit and fine local law enforcement agencies that knowingly enforce federal gun laws that do not align with Ohio's Second Amendment laws. Among the biggest changes, a clarification that the state will allow local law enforcement to work with federal agencies and enforce federal laws in some instances. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. 
A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family, your employees, and your company. You want to plan with people you know, like the health plan, known for exceptional local customer service, and are headquartered right here in West Virginia. We are families, we are businesses, and we are all moving forward together. We are here for you, the health plan. Get 11% off everything at Menards. Prepare and protect your boats and recreational vehicles for the colder weather with RV and marine antifreeze. Its burst-proof protection is formulated to defend freezing temperatures down to negative 50 degrees. Protect your investments and get a gallon for $2.49 after 11% off now at Menards. Good through October 15th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Left a girl in West Virginia up there with that green grass road. Yes, I did. Got a girl in Cincinnati waiting where the Ohio River flows. I'm a rambling man. Don't give your heart to a rambling man. It's almost 9.40 here on the Watchdog Morning Show, 20 till the hour. I don't know why I read comments on social media. All they do is just irritate me, just, just drive me crazy. You know, the people who complain about just absolutely the dumbest, stupidest stuff. I think I mentioned on the air yesterday, I know I was talking to some people off the air about, there's a whole thread of people who are complaining because they're going to tear OVMC building down and build a new cancer center. Why don't they just keep that building there and, and they can put their cancer center in that old building? You know, I just I just want to scream. It's just, 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 just drives me crazy. You, you got to, no matter what it is, you're going to criticize. Yesterday, we mentioned to you that the um, parade route through downtown Wheeling is going to be changed this year. Now, quite frankly, this is something that Bob and I have been saying for the last couple of years. Why do you go through this the, the bombed-out streets of Beirut that are called the streets of downtown Wheeling? Why, do, why not move it somewhere else, find a different route? Uh, so this year, the Wheeling Christmas Parade, November 17th, Festival and Lights Parade, is going to go, instead of, they always stage in the center market area, instead of moving north up to downtown Wheeling through Main and Market, they're going to go south. Go south through the center Wheeling area down to Main Street and back up around that way. It's going to be a center Wheeling uh, circle as opposed to a downtown Wheeling circle. 
makes perfect sense to me. Can you imagine trying to get floats? Heck, you, we can't get cars through Main Street. Can you imagine trying to get floats and bands and marching? No, of course not. So it makes perfect sense. Plus, the reality is there's going to be Seinfeld at the Capitol, which is going to have the upper part of downtown a mess anyway. Jerry's going to say, man, that road looked like that the last time I was well, here. there is that. It's gonna, it makes perfect sense. And yet, on the WTF TV 7 site, where you get the, the most dumb comments, not Channel 7 is being dumb, but I mean the comments about the posters. Oh, yeah, now they're going to take us right past the sewage plant. It's exactly what we need to smell the sewage. Okay, but it's probably better than having a band fall in a hole, right? I mean, you know. One person said, I have stood in the same place every year to watch the parade, and if they're going to change that, I will never go to the Christmas parade again. You've got to be kidding me. That's, that's, your, that's your response to what is essentially a safety issue, uh, that you will never go again if you can't stand in the same place you always did. I mean, downtown, down by the, the old sportsman in the uh, 7-Eleven, you can't, that, that street's not even open, is it? No. It's all tore up. Right. I mean, we, we listen, you and I drive Main Street every day. And when we mean tore up, you can't drive that. The roads that you can drive are tore up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, comments about, well, I don't know. Who cares? It's a pretty dumpy Christmas parade anyway. Actually, I think it's generally a pretty good Christmas parade, the Fantasy and Lights Parade. Um, oh, yeah. So they're going past the, the sewage plant. Oh, yeah. Now, they're gonna, they're, it's, now it's going to go past the strip club. Now they're going to march past the strip club. What do you think? Do you do you think that the girls are going to be out front and you know shaking their stuff? While well, if the, I owned the place, they would be. While the parade's going by, come on! I mean, just come on. It, 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 it's it's. There are some people, Bob, who just can't be happy, no matter what. Well, yeah. I mean, it could have been easy for them to say, for Mr. Bryson to say, "Well, you know what? It's too bad this year. We're not going to do a, a parade." But yeah. he didn't. He found he found a way to make it happen. Yeah. Is it perfect? No. Is it the way it used to be? No. But give us a year. How many years are we down to, Howard, before it's going to be the same? <laughs> yeah, probably one. This one more? The, yeah, next year they'll probably be back to normal. All right, so wait till next year. You know, um, but you hit the nail on the head. There are Basically, it's, I've always done it this way. We, why can't we do it the way we've always done it? Well, you know, the same thing with the OVMC comment. The world moves on. Change is a, hey, I don't like him, and God knows Bob Slider doesn't like change. I mean, I don't think Santa Claus would like it. I don't think Santa Claus would have showed up. <laughs> if you if you uh, if you say change, I see Bob Slider start to sweat. Okay, I mean, but Bob, there are just some things that we just have to accept as changing, right? And that's one of them, like you said. Okay, we could change or drive the float into that big hole right there. Right. And honestly, we've been saying it for a couple of years. The couple, last couple of years have been a little, you know, I don't want dangerous. Yeah, dang, no, I think I start saying I don't, don't know if danger is the right word. Yeah, dangerous is the right is the right word, as a matter of fact. All right, 944, 16 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, coming up today at uh, 11, 10, 06, pardon me, 10, 06, when we get done. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. She's been on like two or three times in the last week or so. First District Congresswoman Carol Miller is going to be on with uh, Hoppy Kerchival. I think she had told him a couple of days ago, that she would announce on his show today who she's supporting in the speaker's race. So she'll be on today and also to talk about the Israeli-Hamas war. Uh, McElhenney will be in to talk about some campaign finance reports, which I will share with you coming up in a minute or two right here. Um, 
and let's see what else we have here. Um, all right, this is one of the guests that I tried to get, and they 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 stiffed me on Monday. But Hoppy's got the editor in chief of the Jewish News Syndicate, uh, Jonathan Tobin. I I thought we were gonna have him on Monday, but uh, no, I didn't get it. Uh, but Hoppy's got him coming up today. And then um, Tony Caridi in the top of the Mountaineer game. So some of what's coming, just, and uh, much more as well. Uh, busy day today, it looks like, on Statewide Talk Line. All gets underway at uh, 10.06. I want to share some of these campaign finance reports with you. Um, and an interesting little tidbit that I came across that may say something about why so many people still approve of Jim Justice, even though every single day we see his finances in bad, 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 and worse shape. Talk about that next. Watchdog Morning Show. On the last talk line on Metro News, Tony Fabrizio, he's the pollster for the Justice for Senate campaign on the numbers that show justice with a huge lead over Republican Alex Mooney in the race for the Senate. Even in Mooney's home congressional district, uh, Governor Justice leads him 58-27. So if Mooney can't win where they know him best, where can he win? Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia talk line. Weekdays at 10.06 right here on this Metro News radio station. Talk to you then. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Babies come with lots of decisions. Cloth or disposable? Crib or bassinet? So when it comes to protection, go with the safest, most effective choice, vaccination. Get all the recommended vaccines for your baby by age two to protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases. For more reasons to vaccinate, talk to your child's doctor. Go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, Ohio Valley. This is Kate Delaney inviting you to join me overnight here on The Watchdog. Whether it's talking to big names in entertainment or sports, discussing the latest political news, or just chatting about life, I'll be here to keep you company on The Watchdog, WVLY AM 1370, FM 97.7, or online at watchdognetwork.com. Live and local, every weekday, with 10,000 watts of total power on WKKX and WVLY. This is The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. How the girls all get prettier at closing time How they all begin to look like movie stars How the girls all get prettier at closing time When the change starts taking place It puts a glow on every face of the fallen angels of the backstreet boys 9.48, a dozen till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We're getting close to closing time here and turning things over to uh, Hoppy Kirchhoff in just a bit. Uh, yesterday, right around this time on this show, I shared with you, courtesy of Hoppy Kirchhoff, the uh, latest campaign poll put out by Jim Justice, and Hoppy went into some great detail with it with the, the, the uh, pollsters themselves on statewide talk line. Uh, the bottom line is that Jim Justice is crushing Alex Mooney in the Republican primary race. Again, keep in mind the polling was done on behalf of Justice by a polling company. But the polling shows that Governor Justice leads Mooney 62 percent 
to 23%. Let's assume there's a fudge factor simply because it was done by a justice campaign. So maybe it's not 62 to 23, maybe it's 60 to 27. Uh, bottom line is Jim Justice crushing him, crushing him. The other one that I found interesting, we talked about it a bit yesterday, favorability ratings. 72% of, and these are likely Republican primary voters, 72% look at Jim Justice favorably, only 20% view him unfavorably. And I think Hoppy and I both kind of chuckled and said, you know, it's in light of the fact that every single day there's a new financial scandal coming down the pike, you know, he's they're coming to steal his helicopter, not steal, to repossess his helicopter. You know, he had to sell some property. Uh, his financial reports came out. And it looks like, I mean, he looks like he's almost dead broke in a sense. Um, how can he have such a high approval rating? But, Bob, I think this this national survey, it's not a political survey, it's an economic survey, says something about this, which I've kind of alluded to in the past. He's just a likable guy. And then you look at Mooney, I think he he's an unlikable guy. I think I know what those numbers mean, Howard, but I know you know what those numbers mean. If you were his opponent, meaning Justice's opponent, and you looked at that, you got to be thinking, I don't have a chance, right? Uh, absolutely. But Mooney's, but he's got no, there's no off-ramp for him now. Actually, I guess there could be. I guess he could end up going, I guess, I guess he could still file for re-election, come to think of it. Yeah, I, I guess so. Mooney could decide to say, you know what? Never mind. Forget the Senate thing. I'm going to stay in the. I'm going to stay running for my House seat. That's that's always possible. But this this national economic report. I, this is why the finances of Governor Justice don't resonate so badly with West Virginians. Seventy percent of American households, border border, coast to coast, are in debt themselves. People look at Jim Justice, and the decimal point is a lot different from where most of us are, but vast majority of Americans are looking at themselves in debt. They see themselves in Jim Justice or see Jim Justice in themselves. Yeah, but you also see that you try hard to get out of debt, and you try hard that people don't knock on your door saying, get out, you don't own this house anymore, Howard. And it doesn't seem to me like the governor has tried hard enough. And, again, that's just my opinion, and I think that'll work with Mooney. And maybe it's just because I despise the man so much. But I think of Justice and Manchin go, heads up, Manchin's going to use that to his advantage. He's going to say, wait a minute, I lived in this state well, my whole I, life too. Yeah, if, if, I was governor. If, I never had those problems. Yeah, if, if, it, if it becomes Manchin and, and uh, uh, Justice, well, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's one of the few attacks that, that, that Manchin uh, will have. But again, I think I'm only talking about the financial issues. I think Americans kind of sort of, yeah, everybody has had a debtors come after him, you know. I know I have. Yeah, but you've never been a billionaire, though, Howard. you got to remember, well, this is, said, but he was a billionaire. It depends on where you put the decimal point. It's, it's still the same thing. 54% of Americans say they are always stressed out by their finances. So, again, I think, I think that's why there is sympathy. That's why I said, because I can't look at 72% approval rating for justice in light of all these financial things. Forget the other stuff. And say, how do people feel that way? But I guess, I think there's sympathy. No, no, not sympathy. There's empathy. Hey, been there, done that. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, eight before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I wanted to get to the uh, campaign finance reports for the governor, uh, but I don't have time for that. So, And also for the attorney general's race. Uh, but Hoppy will be talking to Brad McElhinney about that coming up on Statewide Talk Line after the top of the hour. I assume that's uh, Bob Westfall? It is. Mr. Westfall is here from the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Good morning, Bob. 
Morning, Howard. How are you? I'm good. I'm hungry, but I, if I tell you that, you'll just shake your head and go, well, of course, why don't you not, right? You tell Bob that every, I, every morning. Yeah. But never, I, even, never even crossed my mind, Howard. Today, I am. I don't know why. Today, I am particularly hungry. I just, uh, just uh, I don't know what it is. I I need food. I, and I got some things to do here, so at the radio station when I'm off the air, yeah. I'm have to call the door dasher to come and bring me some food or something. I don't know. Or, I just had some biscuits and gravy. Oh, man, don't say that. Biscuits and gravy, yes. Yeah, right from Neely's. Oh, man. Drive through this morning. You know, I don't think of Neely's as for breakfast much. They've been doing a lot more breakfast foods, haven't they? Oh, they have a whole they have a whole setup now for breakfast. Yeah. We'll have to, yeah. Bob, we've got to find out about that. Maybe we can... Pick up some. What time do they open? We'll have to check on that. Maybe we can pick up some. Oh, well, I I blow through it like quarter nine, so they're already up and running. Yeah, I have to see. Maybe we can get some, one of these days, get some food from them. But gravy and biscuits, huh? Oh, man. That's, oh, man. That, I was hungry. Now I'm even hungrier. Jeez, old piece. Old. Um, what are you working on today? What's uh, what's coming up with the Big Seven? All right. We're working on the uh, Garson um Garson Taylor trial in uh, Marshall County uh, before Judge Charles. Uh, Is that the Wilson. fire chief? Mm-hmm. Okay. Former fire chief Benwood. Uh, jury selection was completed yesterday. Opening arguments uh, are supposed to begin uh, actually about an hour ago. But Colin Roos is in the courtroom, so we'll have updates all day on that. And then, of course, reports uh, at noon, then 5 and 6 tonight. Um, so he is the one. Uh, he is charged with one endangerment, strangulation, domestic battery. Fleeing in a vehicle and obstruction of an officer. So uh, we've got uh, we've got that uh, going today in Moundsville. Also, just got word of a uh, homeless assembly that's going to take place at the uh, city county building today. Uh, fight poverty, not poor. It's an assembly to tell Wheeling to wait for shelter availability before evicting the homeless neighbors. Mm-hmm. So this deals with the uh, uh, shutting down of the East Wheeling homeless camp. Uh, so uh, people of East Wheeling, uh, at least this group of East Wheeling, is going to be protesting at the city county building. Uh, I think it starts at 11, goes to about 4. Oh, uh, so all-day all day thing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so we will be down there for that as well. Uh, Annalise Murphy will be covering that for us. Uh, let's see. We've got a fentanyl drug bust out of Ohio. Actually, the Northern Panhandle U.S. Attorney Bill Willenfeld put that out. 18 people arrested are arrested and indicted uh, over selling fentanyl, of all things, in the Northern Panhandle. So there's a list on our website of those that have been indicted. I have to uh, laugh. DK Wright's working on that one. I, I, maybe laugh is not the right word because it's serious stuff, fentanyl distribution. But among the people who were arrested were Unk and Sleepy. Yep. Yeah, DK <laughs> and I were just talking about that. So, yeah, so those were the men. Uh, then you also had a fool and a bra. Yeah. So, yeah, bra, bra. I said, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, fool. Yeah, fool, bra, Unk, and Sleepy were among, yeah. among those 18. Who, right. Again, I shouldn't laugh because it's a serious story, but I just – you just got to chuckle at these at these names. Yeah. Uh, Two people from Chicago, and that that makes brings back the memories of the Chicago boys in Steubenville yeah. all those years ago. So, um, yeah, and these were in the Steubenville Weirton area uh, for a lot of these. So, yeah, this was to, this was uh, a this was a panhandle wide uh, group. I mean, Hancock, Brook, Ohio, Marshall, and Wetzel counties all involved in this. Yeah, yeah so so everybody's uh, yeah, uh, good job on that one, uh, all the way down to Wetzel County on one of these. So um, it is a problem, so it continues. Uh, so we've got that. 
Uh, while we've got uh, U.S. Attorney Yellenfeld, we're going to talk to him about the Hazleton hotline they set up. This is a civil rights hotline uh, for prisoners, uh, people dealing with Hazleton and issues with that federal prison. Uh, that's been a lot, a lot in the news, so we've got that today as well. So a lot of stuff. It's going to be a fairly pleasant day today, weather-wise. Not great, but pleasant in the 70s and uh, mixture of sun and clouds, I think, is what we're looking forward to. Yeah. So all of that's coming up. Oh, yeah. It's going to be it's a busy day. It's been crazy all morning already. All right. Uh, so we've got that. Of course, uh, we're getting gearing up for week nine of high school football. Uh, Nolte and the team will be out for that. So it's uh, it's been nuts. Nuts getting, today. Getting ready. All right. Well, people can yeah. check things out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5, 30 is the region-wide show. Always at WTRF.com for breaking news and um, and interesting stories. I find a lot of good stuff all throughout the day today, uh, any day, every day uh, at WTRF.com. Uh, and, of course, you can carry Channel 7 in your pocket if you have the Storm Tracker 7 app and the news app on your phone um, with push notifications so you are told when something's happening, you'll get it right away. Bob, appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow to kind of wrap up the week. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Bob Westfall, the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Need a drink of water here. Take a drink, Howard. I take a drink of my water here. I don't know why it suddenly was. I, suddenly I had to have that uh, had to have that uh, Pellegrino uh, sip for some reason. Tomorrow, uh, John Devlin going to be with us, uh, the uh, Wheeling Symphony conductor. I enjoy talking to John. I love promoting the symphony events. This next weekend, a week from this, not this weekend, but next weekend, is going to be um, Violins of Hope, which are violins that were made and played during the Holocaust. Uh, really. Uh, I got to think it's be a very powerful uh, event. We'll talk to John about that tomorrow. The other John McCabe will be here. He and I will kick around the Ohio Valley news of the week. And I'm assuming Bill Bryson is back. I think he is. Ba I know he's back from his European trip. Uh, I assume he'll be in studio with us. I hope so because in addition to learning about the European trip, seeing what other things they've got coming up, I want to talk to Bill about the uh, the parade a little bit and changing the parade route and people who think that I'm going to ask him does he think the strip club will put out. Uh, well, the strip club send the girls out. On the, on the, no, they're not going to do that, but you know, that's just what people think. But that's it. i got to say sayonara, see you, bye-bye, farewell. i got to go. i got to get out of here. Kirchwell's got the comm coming up next. Mr. Slaughter, you got some home improvement work to deal with at home today? I do. And uh, i got to Keep your find, fingers crossed for me. Uh, i got to find food, food, food. And then after I have food, we'll come back tomorrow morning. 7 o'clock, another get-together here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I don't mean to criticize the girls at all Cause I'm no Robert Redford, even overhaul But we all picture in our minds a girl that looks just right <laughs> Ain't it funny? Watchdog.